This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Back into it. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. John Turley Ewart, Ernie Eves, and Dan Moulton in the house. So let me ask you, uh, Ernie, you were there in the catbird seat as a premier and finance minister. So Doug Ford decides this Green Energy Act that came in under the liberals, didn't it, Dan? Sure did. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has saddled the government and the taxpayer, the ratepayer, with uh, exorbitant hydro fees. No, that's false. But... Well, hang on. Uh, let me just finish my thought. You were then... asking for me to fact check. I thought I'd jump in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It uh, didn't. It was that global adjustment thing that was uh, sort of sculpted out of thin air. Uh, so he's ripped up 759 of these contracts at a cost the NDP say by sleuthing around uh, at a cost of $231 million. But the Associate Minister of Energy, Bill Walker, was saying, well, uh, on a sort of cost-efficiency basis, it's the right thing to do. It would have cost us more in the long run. Uh, Do you think they made the right move in tearing those contracts up? Well, I think when you're a government, you always have to be very aware of ripping up contracts that a previous government has signed. I mean, there may be times when it's necessary and you decide to do that. I don't know that they're necessarily ripping up these contracts. I don't know all the details of all the negotiations. They are certainly trying to phase them out, <clears throat> pardon me, and those that were approved but not started, or even some that had been started, I think they are phasing them out, and there's a cost associated with doing that. You have to reimburse people, I would presume, for the amount of money that they've expended, and, and we're well, let's going go, to Well, let's go with the $231 million because that's an NDP number. They say well, they... well, that's a line item, apparently. Yeah, that's that's a government in, number. In, in, in the budget, or in that, that particular budget, that part of the budget, However, there are energy experts that say that, well, to continue with the way the government was going was going to cost an additional $700 million. Right. So if I'm Bill Walker, the way I'm spending this is, yeah, we save, it's going to cost us 230 but we're going to save seven in the long run. Therefore, taxpayers and ratepayers are half a billion dollars ahead at the end of the day. But I think this all comes back to the fact that, and I know Dan won't agree with this, but I'll put it in here anyway. <laughs> I think the McGinty government was overzealous in jumping into green energy. We all want green energy. We all want renewable energy. But you can't start paying people 81, 41 cents a kilowatt hour when the then cost of producing energy was about six and a half cents. I understand it's now up to about nine and a half cents as opposed to six and a half cents. And it just doesn't work. You can't subsidize things by that amount. And expect it to work. You're taking away any incentive or business competitiveness that you might have had uh, to do that. There are other ways of providing incentives for tax credits, etc., tax treatment, for people to go ahead and do green energy things. But I think that overpaying uh, by that amount was was you know it was a recipe for for disaster in the long run. How do you see it, John? Well, I I, I see it in a, a way very similar to. To Ernie, uh, to be honest, and I and I'm not going to, you know, obviously repeat everything that Ernie has to say. Uh, you know, the, the important thing about diving into quickly by the McGinty governments into green energies, they also, I don't think, really gave much consideration to the folks who oppose uh, the windmills. Uh, they th- they jammed a lot of that down people's uh, throat. Uh, the folks in rural parts of Ontario feel like they weren't listened to. Uh, and so I would say that, you know, you see the, the, the Ford government on a political basis responding to that by shutting down some of these contracts. But I would say what's driving most of it is that long-term cost savings that no doubt the government is looking at. 
when you mentioned political considerations, because this had come up as well uh, in Todd Smith's writing, yeah. Prince Edward County, uh, there was a wind farm that was already well on its way to being completed, and they pulled the plug on that. And uh, again, talking to Peter Tabbins, the minister, uh, I guess the shadow minister for energy crisis or whatever he calls it, climate <laughs> crisis, with the NDP yesterday, he was on a program, and he yeah. was uh, suggesting that this is uh, one symptom of poor government planning or a game plan. They're just pulling the plug on something like that. So, Dan, uh, canceling these green energy projects, including a wind farm halfway to completion, the wrong thing to do? Well, I'd say that the cost that we're talking about here, this two, nearly $250 million uh, that the government will have incurred from canceling some of these contracts, is actually limited to, as I understand it, very few contracts. It's, it's the one that Mr. Tabins was referencing uh, to you yesterday when it when it comes to the White Pines, as it's called, right. project in, in Todd Smith's riding out in near Belleville. And obviously that was a project that had a lot of community opposition, and, and I, I hear John on that point, uh, but it was pro- it had progressed as a as a development to the point where there were significant costs incurred from its cancellation. The government canceled, a, a, this government, the, the Ford government, canceled a, a whole slew of other contracts that hadn't started yet, hadn't passed uh, certain contract milestones that would have required the government to incur uh, significant fees. Uh, and and that, I, that I, you know, I, understand, I, I don't agree with necessarily, but I understand the decision-making that comes in to say, well, we know this isn't going to cost ratepayers uh, any money for us to cancel these contracts, so uh, we're going to do it. I get that decision. I don't get the decision to do it in a way that's going to incur significant new costs. Uh, it is not a cost savings by, by any stretch. Uh, it, it may, you know, be a small number when you amortize it over the course of those the, what, what the ratepayers will pay it back. But uh, you know, it, it's just it's not a good idea for governments to come into office and, and start ripping up contracts that are already signed. They're going to cost taxpayers lots of money. All right. Well, you know, people have said it's analogous to what the Liberals did with the gas plant cancellation. Is it, Ernie? Well, there's a similarity for sure. I think part of the problem here, quite frankly, you can spread this pretty political blame around. When it's an opposition, it's pretty easy for you to criticize what yeah. the government today is doing. And it's pretty easy to have this panacea of all the great things that are going to happen once you get elected. Then surprisingly, you wake up one day and you're in the catbird seat and you actually have to make these decisions. Yep. And what sounded great to you six months ago as an opposition leader don't sound so great as the premier, trust me. I, I totally agree with Ernie on that one. And I, and I just add I think it's one of those instances, this one and the gas plant situation, in which when you say it's not going to cost anything in the case of the Ford government with these green energy contracts, or you say it's going to be a lot less than it was in the case of the glass plants, that's when you get punished for it politically, right? That's when there's consequences is when you say, oh, this is going to be free for everybody. It's not going to cost anybody anything. And then the news breaks, it costs $250 million. You know, that's when you get in trouble. So, so or one in of the, the case things of I, the gas plants, $1.2 billion. I mean, one of the things I, w- I would say, though, is that politics is about ripping up contracts. I mean, that's why you, re- you elect or you re- or not elect the government. And Dan, I'm surprised you said that. I mean, this is your bread and butter managing political risk, right? You know, companies come into the province, uh, they have things to do. Uh, green energy, for example, if you're not managing that political risk, you're not foreseeing the fact that you have political opposition to it and you may actually lose down the road uh, if the government changes. But, but John, what kind of message does that send to businesses that they can't even rely on their own what government says, to, to sign a contract that they're going to live up to, right? Like that, says, that's a bad signal to businesses and their confidence no, in the marketplace. This is what it says. It says the government that brought in the change didn't sell it properly. They did not win enough support for it. And when you had, for example, not too long ago, uh, your campaigns where people were saying they were choosing between food and, and heat, uh, you know, food and energy, that's not good for the government. And and I think we can all agree that energy prices went far too high uh, in this province for a whole, do- a whole lot of reasons. 
So I think you can argue that this was not brought in in an effective way. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, if, if any energy company wants to blame someone for this, they would blame the McGuinty government, the wind governments, for not managing this well. All right. Well, we'll let that stand here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 